Hey guys, welcome. This is the Walking Well Podcast. I am your host, Jalon Martz. If this is your first time um, listening to the Walking Well Podcast, Welcome. So the Walking Well podcast is meant to be a wellspring for women, sometimes men, um, to come around, come along, gather together, um, hear the lessons, the bought lessons of other women um, who've been there, done that and bought the T-shirt and have the the lesson to share so that those of us who haven't been to that place, who haven't walked that road can benefit and not have to scrape our knee or go find out for ourselves. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. Um, this month, if you've been following along, you know, we've been talking about checking ourselves uh, because sometimes it's not them, it's us, if we being honest. <laughs> and so we spend some time really just talking about, you know, what do you do when everybody don't like your idea? What do you do, you know, when you are hardcore hating on, you know, everybody else's glow ups and their successes? What do you do when drama seems to follow you and you may be the cause of it? <laughs> You know, um, so we've really just been talking about like how to live out of a whole healthy, holy soul. Um, and so this week, as we wrap that up, it's really no different. You know, um, we're talking about triggers. <laughs> uh, the, the episode is titled Trigger Warning. And, you know, I, I just feel like God felt like Jawan needs content. Let me have some people try her life. You know, like that's just kind of how today went for me. Um, and not even just today, but just as we've been talking, like everything that I've been talking to you guys about, I have been in the trenches of so you know, I guess I have used this for my own little self-therapeutic session, self-therapy, self-session. It's, it's been a session for me. <laughs> um, but so we're talking about triggers. So let me tell y'all what had happened. So um, it's Monday, right? Starting off the week. I'm a teacher. Um, and not like, you know, I'm trying to get my reward now or whatever. I'm not like just blasting this to say it. But I usually fast on Mondays, right? So I don't eat anything till about 12. So I go into work, you know, I get there early. The morning is easy. Praise God. Get there, get set up, you know, got a little activity that I'm doing with my kids. They're high schoolers. So I'm, you know, setting that up. Everything is ready to go. Like, wow, Lord, how grace filled has this morning been, right? So the kids had a quiz and it's a Bible class. They had a quiz and, you know, it was a memory verse quiz, but I had some other things on it as well. Cause you know, if I'm teaching and I put some on the board, I expect you to retain that content. Whatever. And I knew that could be an issue, but I was like, it's just going to be what it's going to be. And that's what's going to happen. So we get to the quiz part and the kids are just, what? You didn't say, oh my gosh, oh my goodness, you know, doing that sort of thing. And um, I just, you know, stood firm. I was like, you'll be all right. It'll be fine. You'll survive. You took notes. I told you to take notes. I also did mention that I might ask you about some of this stuff that I wrote on the board. So I think you're going to be okay. So we just, you know, went on that way. And then I, you know, so I handed out the quiz and some of the students, um, you know, people had questions about this, whatever. So I went over to one of my students who had his hand raised and um, he was just like, you know, he was talking to me about a question he was stuck on. And then he kind of said, you know, I really don't, you know, like this because it really, it's kind of frustrating. You study and then the teacher doesn't follow protocol, right? Yeah. Let me just, let me just. My whole soul was like, what? <laughs> My whole soul was on fire. Like, excuse me, sir. Hold on. Did you just try to come for me? And then he was speaking loud enough for like the entire class to hear. Right. And so you had the students respond like, oh, you so rude. You know, you had that. And, you know, everything on the inside of me, like I immediately felt that tension of, Oh, really? Like, because, you know, I'm not really like I'm not a fighter, but I'm also not a punk. Right. So I was like, are we throwing hands? Oh, OK. Like, I will make you regret that. Um, 
And there was like that was going on on one side of me and I felt that tension rising up. And at the same time, and I can't even tell you guys that I I, I like was really conscious of this. Um, I just like it just occurred to me. It's like, hey, you know what it was like? It was like if you've ever seen somebody on the verge of going off and you try to like interrupt them or try to like slow them down. You're like, hey, wait, 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 wait. Don't hit him. Don't hit him. Don't hit him. Don't hit him. Hold on. <laughs> you know, I feel like that's what the Holy Spirit <laughs> did to me. Like, wait, 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 wait. And so I felt that tension of like, oh, it's about to go down because you just tried to embarrass me and you tried to come for me in front of my classroom. I don't appreciate any of that. Right. And so I feel that tension. And I'm like and like just just as quick as I felt that tension on the other end of that was like, hey, hey, wait, maintain your composure. One. Two, he's probably really frustrated and this is the tool that he picks up to deal with his frustration. It probably has really nothing to do with you. You just see him, his soul, you know, trying to wrestle with this. Oh my gosh, I have a quiz. I'm getting a bad grade. I didn't study for this. I feel blindsided. I'm frustrated. How could, you know, you're seeing that come up out of him. And even though it, it, it doesn't come out in a pretty way, that's what's going on. And so you are mature enough to know that's what's happening, Jalon, to not take it personally and to not get in your flesh with this kid. Right. And so I feel that tension and I kind of just, I sit with him and I'm like, you'll be all right. It'll be fine. I can, you know, like, I'm just, you're going to be okay. And so I get up after he said what he said in the club, you know, all that. I go, another kid had raised their hand. I go address them, help them. And I see his hand go up again. And so I walk back over to him, you know, because we're going to be professional. Like, I'm not going to hold that against you because I'm mature enough to not be petty with you in the classroom. So I go over to him and I'm like, hey, what's up? What do you need? You know, neutral voice too, y'all. Y'all be so proud. Neutral voice. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so I go over, like, what do you need? What's going on? And he's like, you know, I, I apologize. Like, I didn't, I didn't mean for it to come across that way. It's just, I hold myself to really high standards. And if I had known that this content was going to be on the quiz, I would have studied. And, you know, I just, I hate that this would be my first test and I'm going to bomb it and, or my first quiz and I'm going to bomb it. And da, 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 da. You know, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't mean to come across like that. That wasn't how I, I, I want to communicate with you. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I appreciate your apology because I'm not going to co-sign your foolishness. I appreciate your apology. You know, thank you for apologizing. You know, my heart. And so, so there's this connecting moment, right? So my heart, so you know, is not to fail you guys or to flunk you. I do want you to retain the information. I want you to hear, you know, and listen and, you know, hold on to this stuff. But obviously, if you guys all failed, I would take that into consideration. And I'm open to feedback when it's, you know, I, I would prefer feedback to be given in an appropriate, and respectful manner. He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I got it. I understand. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, but, but just having that conversation. Right. And so I'm not going to lie and tell y'all I still didn't want blood later because I was like, oh, I should have. Oh, this is what I should have said. Oh, I should have done it. Oh, I should give him, you know, but I was processing later with my mom and she was like, man, that's how that situation, that's how that scenario should go. When you find yourself triggered, when you find your flesh pressed and it just wants to go in like you turn commune with the spirit they turn allow the holy spirit to talk to them and you both come back with a godly response even if your initial response was not godly right and so so rarely honestly if i'm being honest i had to like <laughs> learn the art of that if i'm being honest when my flesh is triggered whether that's hey you know hate on that person's success whether that's man they ain't nothing they ain't doing nothing whether that's you know um oh you said what oh i got you 10 times i will raise you 12 you know whenever my flesh is triggered is pressed i'm not always like out here trying to be holy <laughs> you know i've had to learn like hold on mm there's there's a godly response you know i'm not supposed to just be flying off the handle shooting from the hip in this in this thing here you know 
And as believers, it's funny. We don't think the scriptures are like for real rules, right? Not not, not even rules in like a, a religious, legalistic way. But we think, like I keep hearing this uh, line from Pirates of the Caribbean, where the first one, and if you haven't seen it yet, spoilers throughout, it's been God knows how long, probably 20 years. It's too late for you. Um, but in the movie... Elizabeth Swan is on the pirate ship and she's been like, hey, wait, I followed the guidelines. These are rude. You have to honor the code. And Captain Barbosa turns to her and is like, mm, the code is for pirates and they're not actually rules. They're more like guidelines, you know, and I think Christians live that way with the scriptures. We're like, mm, they're guidelines, they're suggestions, you know, um, I can just I can maybe do it. I can maybe not, mm, you know, and that's really not <laughs> how that thing goes, because in reality, responding in the spirit is the mark of true lordship. Right. So Jesus isn't supposed to just be our savior like, oh, you got me out of hell. Yay. But he's also supposed to be our, our Lord. Like he should be able to say, hey, X, Y, Z, do this. And we feel the burden of, OK, Lord, like you sit on the throne of my life. What you say goes, I'm going to do that, you know. And that's the mark of it's not just Savior or Lord, it's both, you know. And so that's that's where the change happens. You know, I think sometimes we're like, I can never be perfect. I can never be like Jesus. So why try? No, you know, the scripture talks about faith without works is dead, you know. And so it's it's the marriage of the two that my faith compels me to behave in such a way um, that reflects the Christ on the inside of me, right? So like one of my favorite scriptures, I have a couple, y'all know this. Um, I love the the scripture that says, let Christ be more fully formed in you, you know, because that's, that's, that's where that happens in those moments where you feel triggered, where you're like, oh, nah, we finna fight <laughs> that, that is where Christ is fully forming you. Well, you don't want to be honest and tell the truth when you took something that you shouldn't have taken, you know, when you were late to work and it's like clocking at the right time or not, let Christ be more fully formed in you. Um, one of my other favorite verses in regards to this is First Timothy 4, 7. It's like kind of towards the end, 4, 7b. And it says, um, exercise yourselves unto godliness, train yourselves unto godliness. Right. And I love that analogy that that well, not even that analogy, that phrase train and exercise. Um, I don't know if I've, I've mentioned it on this um, podcast or any other ones recently, but I've been working out since the summer. Right. And it's so interesting to me how much more disciplined I am when I'm exercising. Like there's just something about that mind-body connection of when I want to tap out while I'm lifting, I don't because I want to be toned. I want the strength. I want the muscle. I want the fat to evaporate, whatever. Um, and so I learned to press through that moment of not wanting to, that discomfort, that wanting to quit. And it's really kind of cool how I see that translate into my spiritual life. Like I don't want to get up and read. We're going to get up and read because that's what we need to do because we want to harvest a righteousness in our lives, right? And so you have to exercise yourself unto godliness. You have to take your flesh and subject it, put it up under your spirit and go, we're going to lift this weight. We don't want to. It's uncomfortable. I want to go in on this kid, but I'm not going to because I want the spirit. I want Christ to be more fully formed in me. I want the spirit to have its perfect work in me. Like I, I, I want that. I want that in my life. And so to have that, I've got to exercise myself in the spirit. Um, Romans 8, 5 talks about those who aim at, at God's will. Those are the people that are controlled and moved by the spirit of God. And so you've really got to pause and go, all right, in this moment, am I being controlled by the spirit? You know, or am I choosing my flesh? Am I going off of instinct? Am I going off of the old woman, the old unrenewed man, old unrenewed woman? You know, am I operating under that? Um, because here's here's the other truth um, is that even though you are not 
always inclined to do what God calls you to do, you are always and forever empowered. There's never an opportunity where you get a pass at the fruit of the spirit. Like that's just not a thing. You are commanded to walk in the fruit of the spirit, right? Um, Philippians 2, 12 and 13 talks about um, you have the spirit of God working on the inside of you, giving you the desire and the ability to do and be what is pleasing unto God. So you have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead on the inside of you. And that spirit is working effectually in you, giving you not even not just the the how to like, OK, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But it also addresses your want to like, God, I don't I don't you know, I think this is what's so powerful about being inhabited by the Holy Spirit, right? Like among other things, he changes your want to, like your desires. So there's so many times when we can feel stuck, like, God, I don't want to do better. (laughs) I don't want to choose your way. I don't want to read. I don't want to pray. I don't feel like doing those things. Cool, 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 cool. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that gives you the desire and the ability to do and to be what is pleasing to him. So pray for that desire. Pray for that. Like, Lord, I don't want to be messy. I don't want to be petty. (laughs) I don't want to be, um, I don't want to be full of drama. I don't want to be a hater. I don't want to tear people down. I don't want to do that. You know, change my want to, because clearly there's some part of me that wants to if I'm participating in it. But like, change my want to, Lord. Show me how to not be that way. Um, And that's what's really cool. Like, even in, 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 you know, being this place where you're like, I don't really know how to go up from here. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you to teach you. And so that brings me to our next point. So in these moments, when you feel triggered, when you feel your flesh wanting to rumble, you have got to, got to, got to learn to pause and commune with the Father. And I don't mean commune like, you know, um, or whatever, pause in those moments. Um, but just to pause and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you because he's always speaking. Um or has already told you what to do, but pause, you gotta, you have to learn how to pause and commune. The difference maker, um, in my interaction with my student today was the fact that I yielded to the spirit tugging on me because I had a choice. I could have just done what I wanted to do, or I could go, all right, Lord, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna do what you're saying to do. And, and let me, t- it wasn't easy. Like I, I almost, it was almost like I felt the physical pulling in two directions. Like, Man, I want to lean on my flesh, but I, I just something about what the Holy Spirit is saying to me. I need to do that, you know. And you know what's what's really interesting is there was a lot at stake in that moment. I'm their Bible teacher, y'all. <laughs> so what does that look like? Like, let's say I just did what I wanted to do. I'm your Bible teacher. I just modeled the complete opposite of what I've been teaching you. I just modeled wrath. I I just modeled vengeance. I just modeled. Um, everything outside of the fruit of the spirit, there was no self-control. There was no love riding with truth, you know? And then I look like what, like what people know Christians to be, but Christians shouldn't be, right? Like I'm everything that people hate about Christians, right? When it's like, oh, they're hypocrites. They say one thing and do another. That would have been me. My spiritual dad said one time, you don't ruin kids by spoiling them. You ruin them by teaching religion and showing wrath. And that would have been me in that moment, right? Like I had no, I would have had no grace, no mercy, no self-control, no love, no joy, no peace. Like that would have been me talking to y'all about how to live and how to walk and how to have good philosophy or whatever. And then on the other end, not walking that out. Like, oh, so you talk this, but you don't walk it? Like, man, what would that have meant for my witness to these kids, oh my gosh, (laughs) you know, what would that have meant for my relationship, my ability to speak into that particular student? Like I just, if I would have embarrassed him, how would he ever be able to receive from me? And if God is trying to do something through me in his life, trying to get something to him through me, I just jacked that all up. 
You know, our job is to be able to communicate with people in such a way that they can receive the truth. That is why truth and love have to ride together. We want to be like, I don't care. It don't matter. It's the truth. Like, mm, that's not good enough. That's the lower man's way. I just say what I want. Mm, That's the lower man's way. The higher way, the higher call is to allow truth to be enveloped in love. And that's delivery. Like, we are responsible for delivery. Another sermon for another time. Here we go. So we got to pause, right? We got to learn to pause. We got to learn to hear what the father is saying. So in between wanting to punch somebody, in between wanting to choke someone out, to snap, to gush about another person's business, to hate on them, to tear them down, whatever, we got to pause. And we have to ask the Holy Spirit to teach us, which is so cool because even though you don't know, even though it's like, I have no idea how to fix this. I don't know how to be a better mom. I don't know how to be a better wife. I don't know how to be a better friend. I don't know how to not be a hater. It's just all I've ever known. That's okay. That's why you've been given the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit takes dead things and makes them alive, which is such a cool promise and such a cool bit of hope for us. Um, that in the, in the places where we like, I have come to a dead end, he's a way maker. Amen. <laughs> but, um, you know, John 14, 26 says that the Holy Spirit has been given to you to teach you all things, to remind you of the things that, that Jesus has spoken to us. Um, and so press into that, lean into that, like, okay, Holy Spirit. I don't know. <laughs> I just don't know. I don't know. Like in that moment, I, how, oh my gosh, I don't know how to respond to this. I feel like this kid is trying to clown me. I feel like this kid is trying to embarrass me. I feel like I have to stand my ground as a teacher. What do I do? You keep it moving and don't show that, that, that it rattled you because I'm trying to speak to him just like I'm speaking to you. And so I need you to not mess this up, <laughs> right? I need you to be cool so you don't mess up what I'm trying to do in his heart. And I also need you to let me be Lord over your life so that your heart gets right and you learn how to maneuver and walk through this thing because everybody ain't going to be easy. And there are going to be times when people are acting out of their hurt or their frustration. And I've got to know how to be saved and act saved and live saved, even when they are cutting up. Like, that's my call. That's what I'm supposed to do. That's the example that Jesus left. So. Um, so the Lord was ministering to both of us in that instance, right? But he was teaching me how to be cool and calm under pressure. He was teaching my student, hey, even when you feel frustrated, even when things are going your way, there is a way that you are supposed to communicate. And again, there was so much at stake in that moment in my response to the Holy Spirit. And your, and, and it's the same thing. We think it doesn't matter. We think like, I'm going to just say whatever. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to pop up, whatever. But there's so much at stake in each of those interactions because the Lord is trying to do something in and through you with the people that you're coming in contact with. So with your witness, with your ability to speak into people's lives, with your modeling, you know, kids, man, kids watch you. My sisters watch me relentlessly. Like they will bring up stuff. I saw you do such and such and such and such. And I'd be like, little girl, excuse you. Um, I'm living my life. But as all of us are, you're a living epistle. I'm a living epistle. So what am I modeling? Because either I'll be copied or I'll be rejected and, and be considered counterfeit in their eyes, right? And my job, my heart is to be authentic, to be authentically changed by Jesus and to live out of that. Um, and so we've got to really lean into the Holy Spirit. Psalm 25 is another really good chapter to look at when we're talking about, Lord, teach us. Teach me your ways. God, how do you maneuver through this? I've got a difficult kid. How do I maneuver through this? Um, I messed up. My sister is not talking to me. How do I maneuver through this? I lied on my job. I need to go fix it. How do I maneuver through this? And God is faithful he is going to teach you that you've been given the Holy Spirit to do just that. Like that's the Holy Spirit's job. That's his role in the believer's life. And so lean into that. Pause and go, all right, God, 
you know, James 1, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and upbraideth not. He's not going to turn around and be like, why are you asking me to help you? <laughs> like, no, he wants you to ask him how to help, um, how to do this, how to walk through this. What does this look like? Um, and so, yeah, you've, you've got to pause. You've got to commune with the Father. The other thing that I feel really strongly about is everybody has to do their work. I know I've I've said that phrase before, and I just wanted to take some time to really talk about what I meant. And there are a couple of things that I mean when I say we've got to do our work as believers, as people. Um, and that means we really got to sit back and go, okay, what's going on in me? Why am I, you know, why am I responding this way? And so start with why. Like, why do I get so upset when that happens? Why do I feel like he has the power and the ability to embarrass me? Is there something in me that's so susceptible that feels like I've got an image to protect, you know, and really process? And that's, you know, so today I'm processing, okay, what was that about? Why did I feel that way? Um, What makes me think that this kid is capable of that? Who gave him so much power? Why do I feel, you know, all of those things? So really start, why do I respond that way? Why do I feel small? Why do I feel like I've got to act out? Why do I feel like I got to yada, 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 whatever, whatever you start with why, ask it, why, why am I this way? What is that? Um, the other thing that I think is a really big deal that we don't give enough credence to, um, is processing our traumas. And, you know, we talked about drama last week when, you know, stuff is going down, little scrapes and bruises in between people. But I think it's really important that people process their trauma. Um, it's really interesting because I, the more that I'm around people and interacting with people in, in intimate spaces and people are being open and talking, you know, I spent, um, time being trained as a therapist as well, um, People, most people have traumatic life experiences and kind of just live around them. We kind of just continue to move in like life with this huge like rock in in our shoe that we think is not impacting the way that we walk through life. Um, and it definitely is. And so, you know, what happened? What think of like, okay, so I, I started with why, why do I did it? What happened to me? What occurred? What did I see? You know, um, what what was what was my house like as a kid? What what did I experience in school? Did people bully me? Was I was I insecure about this? Um, what did I experience? What happened? Acknowledge it, right? Um, and then I think you know, as a African American woman, as a person in the church, um, sometimes it's really kind of taboo. I think it's becoming less so as time goes on. But I'm a huge proponent of therapy obviously go to see you find it. I mean, get you a therapist. <laughs> okay. Go to a therapist, find someone that you feel like is safe. They have a similar worldview. You know, you really feel like they can help you. And really, honestly, don't worry about costs. There are so many people that are passionate about this work and helping people get healthy in their soul and in their mind that you are going to come across someone that'll work for what you can pay, you know? Um, so don't be discouraged by money. But definitely reach out and try to find a therapist. Um, it's funny as I, you know, like I said, moving in different spaces, I'm re-examining some of the things that have happened to me as a kid that I've, you know, that were like, whoa, that happened. I remember this and this. They said this and that, you know. Um, and looking at like, how is that impacting? How is that filtering, coloring the way that I am in the world? My expectations of people, my my fears, the way that I, I protect myself, you know, those are really important things to process with someone. Um to process with the Lord, but also get you a therapist because I'm a, a proponent. I, I believe I am an advocate for therapy. Um, and I think Christians need to do that way more often, especially because like just the, the, there's so much trauma. There's so much trauma generationally. Like we just got to stop with the foolishness and, and get ourselves whole and healthy because that's God's best. And that's his heart for us. 
Um, and the other thing that I'm really big about is journaling. I feel like so much progress, so much insight, so much revelation can be lost because we don't write it down. Um, I think about, you know, the early fathers of the faith, whenever they were moving from a place and, and journeying, if something monumental happened, they made a monument to that thing. It was like, you know, God was faithful. I met God. This person passed. We had this battle. We experienced this victory. We experienced this loss. Here's this monument to show like, this is where we were. This is what happened. And then there's this moment of moving on, you know, um, okay, this happened, now where are we going? And I think journaling is a lot like that. I think whenever you come to an insight or a revelation or aha moment, it's so important to write that down, to chronicle that because it's like a, it's like a, it's marking your journey. Okay, where am I going now? What, where do I go forward from here? How do I move forward from here? What does that look like? What does that mean? It's like a rock in the, in the ground, a rock, a stone, a monument in the ground to say, this is a place of importance. I've come to this understanding. I've hit this milestone. I grew. Now, where am I going? Where do I go from here? And I think there's so much to be gained, so much to be kept. Like I said, I feel like so much is lost when we don't journal or write things down. Um, and so I really, I'm a huge proponent of journaling to capture those things because the Lord is moving. He's speaking, he's ministering, he's using other people. And it's important, not just for you, but for your generations, you know, um, and even just spaces like this, like I wouldn't know what was happening in me if I don't, didn't have this practice of why awareness writing things down. Oh, I was triggered. Let me learn how to pause. How do I turn to the Lord in this moment? Um, all of this is a practice of like a discipline of, I got to pause. I got to hear the Lord. <laughs> you know, I got to slow down. I got, what does the word say? You know, it's funny. As I was preparing for this podcast, I was thinking like, what scripture even applies to that process? You know, like, what was I even, how do I know? How did I know to do that? You know, and it took me a minute. I was like, Holy Spirit, what, why did I know to do that? Clearly it was you. Where is that in the scripture? And it was funny as I, you know, sat down, I was sitting there for like 15 minutes and didn't get anything. And then it was like, oh, you exercise yourself unto godliness. You allowed Christ to be more fully formed in you. You were controlled of the spirit, you know, and then the Holy Spirit was bringing up those scriptures. And it's like, like paper mache being laid over, over bone. It, it had become me. My, the word had become my response, you know, and, and that's important. It's important for us to be full of the word. It's important for us to be full of the spirit of God. Um, cause like I said, I was, I was fasting y'all, which is even, I mean, even so sometimes like fasting can bring out the worst out of you. Like you just in your flesh cause you are hangry. Um, but it also in that moment, I think it was kind of a beautiful, uh, picture of not anything in me made me respond in a Christ-like manner. It was all the Spirit's work and it was me yielding to that, right? It was just me going, sit down, Jalon, let, let Jesus do that right there, you know? So I just wanted to encourage you guys with that and just close off. I think it says that's a very important place um, for us all to sort of check ourselves and really look at, am I just doing what I want to do or am I, or am I being controlled um, by, influenced by the Spirit of God? And if it's like, yeah, I need to tighten some areas up, I hope, you know, use those things, do your work, pause, um, really lean onto the Holy Spirit to teach you how to be better in those areas where you feel like, yeah, I, I'm, mm-hmm, I'm off, <laughs> you know, and I hope, I hope me sharing my story, cause this was today. This was my Monday, y'all. Um, like I said, the Lord was probably like, she needs some more content. Let's just bring her through this. Um, yeah, I hope that transparency in that story, I hope that encourages you. I hope you, <laughs> I hope you realize like this, this is how we live. This is how we do this thing. It's not up there on a pedestal. It's in the day-to-day grind. Um, it's in the, 
in the ordering food in the line and somebody was a little short with you. It's in your kid being ridiculous. It's in your boss cutting the fool. It's whatever. This is how you build muscle. This is how the kingdom is built and established in your life. So I just want you to be encouraged with that, you know, to feel empowered, to feel like, okay, I got this. I can do this. And to give you tools for that, right? I don't ever want to give you something that you can't do in your real life. Like that's pointless. This is about practicality. So I hope you were blessed. We are talking about something new and exciting next month. I'm so stoked. I got so many great people talking. It's going to be so good. Um, But as always, guys, if you haven't um, subscribed, totally do that. What are you doing? Just get them delivered to you on whatever platform you listen. We're on Spotify. We're on Google Play. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're kind of just like everywhere. We were podcaster played. Um, subscribe, share it. You know, if it's blessed you, if it is just knocking your socks off, if you're like, man, I need more of this, tell your friends, you know, share it with people that you love. My heart is for this to be a community of, of women. Men can join too, I guess. But it's supposed to be a community of women where we get together and it's this wellspring of life where we are just like, yo, I learned this. I learned this. I tried this. You try this. It's just supposed to be this place where we get refreshed and restored. So don't keep it to yourself. Share with your friends. Um, I've been throwing or thinking about, you know, what do people want to hear? What are you guys interested in listening to? So I would really love it if you have any ideas, any questions, any topics that you'd love to hear discussed on the podcast, shoot an email to walkingwellpodcast at gmail.com because that's that comes straight to me and it'll help sort of develop content. I want this to be something that you benefit from and that you enjoy. So definitely be sure to do that. If you haven't followed us on any social media platforms, we actually are only on Instagram because I don't like social media like that. But we're on Instagram at Walking Well Podcast. Um, that's where. So that's where I'll post like a quote or something about the most recent episode of the podcast. I'm gonna start throwing out questions to y'all, so y'all stay stay ready, stay on there. You know, um, I'm gonna try to be way better at interacting because I just told you guys I'm terrible at social media. So I'm gonna try to do better. We all growing. We are all growing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that's where I post quotes, questions. I'll have a video up there every now and then just, you know, things that are on my brain that I'm thinking through as I'm going through life. And, um, last but not least, if you haven't rated or reviewed the podcast on whatever platform you listen to, please totally do that. Um, it's really helpful for me. It's uh, really helpful for the podcast so people can find it. They know it's good stuff and it's not trash. Um, so yeah, if you haven't rated it, if you haven't reviewed it, please do. It's super helpful for me to kind of know what's happening and to get a pulse and for people to find the podcast. Like if you think it's good stuff, share it with the world, tell people. Um, because I think ultimately, I mean, that's how community is built. It's built by women sharing their goodness. So um, if you've been blessed, if it's been good to your soul, please rate it. Please review it. Tell people about it. Um, it means a lot to me in the community, um, the Walking Well podcast. So I love you guys. It's the beginning of an amazing week. You know how mine started. It's only going to go up from here. So boss it out. Be great. Do the thing. Bye. Bye.